Hello and welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I am your host, Luke Probasco. Jacob was too scared to show up today, and you might ask yourself why. Well, tonight, Tweet and I have on a guest, Todd Foster, back for a second appearance in uh, two years. Uh, we got Ooh. another set of blockbuster trades to break down, so we're bringing on Todd to talk about them. Welcome, Todd. Hey, I'm happy to be here. I had a blast the last time. I just got sent a sheet of a bunch of trades to break down. It's like a dream come true, dude. And like you literally want me to bust on people. It's what I do best. This you this know? is perfect. And Tweet loves it too. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you go out, you give us a five-star review, because that's all I mean, that's all we give are five stars. Uh, uh make sure you uh, download. We don't honestly care if you listen, but if you've made it this far, you're obviously listening. So just you know, keep listening. Uh, we're gonna switch things up. Todd's got uh, some stuff going on, so we're gonna jump right into our meat and potatoes of our our sheet here, and then we will do our quick hitter in NCAA news. And tweet and I will talk a little bit about uh, these guys here. So trade number one, Todd. Do you want me to go through all of the trades I sent you, or are there certain ones that you would rather talk about, I guess? You can just start from the top and just work your way to the bottom, man. So so for those who are listening, we have had 12 trades so far in this league, so we will go through each one of them. First one, Jacob gets Greg Dulcich. Tweet gets Jake Ferguson and the NFL 206. Break it down for us, Todd. I mean, this is Dolchich and like, and it's like, it seems like a whatever trade, but this is kind of a steal because let's remember this is a C2C week. So an NFL 206 means absolutely nothing. So it's Dolchich for Ferguson, essentially, right? Yep. Dolchich had two and a half times more targets than Ferguson last year in six less games. That's enough right there to make this trade pretty much what it is right in addition when you think about like these two players in their situations now interestingly enough they're both have like two years left in their contract um they're like their dead cap and their like cap hit doesn't mean anything there's no reason they're going to get caught they're not expensive you know so they're pretty much within these teams for another two years so um think about the denver offense like there's so it's so ambiguous right there's so much room for somebody to come in and be able to get more targets where Dallas is not like Dallas is it's, it's lamb. Like lamb's going to be a target hog. If anything, they're going to bring in a second wide receiver. You know what I mean? So Denver has a better chance to be able to get more targets than you would in Dallas. So you're essentially, we're starting this off with trading two tight end twos, but like, like that was a steal. Like Ferguson is significantly worse in my opinion. You know, so these are guys not looking good for you. Yeah. So sorry. Start. I mean, I mean, (laughs) dude, I, I mean, the guy had less targets and he played more games. I mean, what did you want here? Like he he came on towards the end of the year a lot. Um, I don't trust Denver whatsoever. I don't know who's playing quarterback. I don't know what's going on there. I don't think anybody really does. So I just kind of went after, you know, a Dallas Cowboys tight end that looked like he was coming on. Uh, looks like he's probably going to be the for sure starter. So I don't know. Dulcich was injured. What, what too. makes you so think he's the for sure sharp starter? I just I, he he 
Dak started targeting him toward the end of the year when you were watching the Cowboys games quite a bit. So. Yeah. I, I think I, I like it. I mean, Dulcich, he is what it is. I, I would hope you like it. You made the trade. <laughs> so, so, so Todd, Todd, there's been, you know, we are in a start of combine season right now. Today yeah. was day one. There's been a little bit of talk I've been hearing about maybe the Broncos making a push to get Brock Bowers if he's able to fall a little bit and they push themselves up. What do you think about this trade if Brock Bowers ends up going to Denver? Oh, well, I, I think that they're they're going to move their other tight ends and uh, like try to get something for him. Like, like I don't see him being a depth piece at that point. But on top of that, too, you even run a 22. Like, he could still be a piece. And, I mean, if you're doing something based off where Buck Bowers might land, like, then you might as well just not trade before the draft. You know what I mean? So, like, to me, it's like, and, like, we're degenerates. We can't do that. Like, what, what would we do with our hands until April? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um Tweet's probably already raw. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so, so um, yeah, like I get where he's coming from. But to me in Dallas, like the idea of Ferguson becoming like a guy getting a lot of targets, I just don't see it where I get the idea. You don't trust the Denver offense, but it's ambiguous. We don't know what to think. So it's open. That's what I'm saying. It's more open. Yeah. It's like it's like an ambiguous backfield, but an entire offense. You know what I mean? And also, and what I like about unproven quarterbacks and tight ends, they tend to throw to them more. You know what I mean? So, you know, like, to me, it was kind of like, like, one side's a little bit more than the other. But at the end of the day, like, we really started off, like, this is like the water before dinner, like, trade. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is like, we're talking about tight end twos. So let's move on. We've already spent too much time on this. Yeah, way too much. I'm, 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 glad well, hold on. You, I'm glad that you got Dak's, like, safety valve. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we move on to the next trade, Jacob's not here to defend himself. We talk about fleecers all the time. I can't believe he fleeced you like this. He always talks about how good of a honest trade trader he is and how good he is to trade with. He, he pulled it over your eyes here, Tweet. Damn it. All right, next trade. Such a nice guy, Luke, I can't believe they did that. Luke gets Tet McMillan and NCAA 907. Corey gets DeAndre Swift and NCAA 506. Break it down for us, Todd. Luke fleeced. Oh, Woo! my God. Oh, this is a fleece. Already early. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's break this down, man. Right. McMillan is my 101 in startups right now. Really? Yeah. Not mine. Isn't mine. You know what I mean? All right. He's I'll put it this way. Uh like he is like this week, but next week he might be two or three. My tier one is like six guys, and they kind of all been like shifting around, but it's a solid tier of six for like okay. that tier one. So he's a tier one asset. What is DeAndre Swift? Right? DeAndre Swift is a mid high RB2, right? Low RB1 at best, right? I'd say low, R low RB1, high RB2. I uh, So like I said, like R low RB1 at best, right? For essentially a guy that in 2025 looks like a 105 kind of pick, maybe even better. So, and then it's also, we're going to remember this is a Debbie league. It's a C2C league. You know what I mean? You just got a stud, you know? So, like, that 5'6", I don't think makes up for it. So, to me, like, 
I think when you look at a guy could possibly, like, the moment he gets drafted in the NFL, his stock's going to go through the freaking roof in rookie drafts. And that's the way that I look at campus assets. When this guy gets put into the rookie draft, like, because that's when you start really thinking about what does he mean in terms of rookie uh, draft capital, right? To me, he's a 105, 106, I feel is a safe bet for him right now. What okay. makes him not in that range? An injury or a significant cut in productivity, which is probably not going to happen with that guy. So, Are you worried at all about a new coaching staff coming to Arizona? No, no, no? because okay. I think that um, there's going to be consistency there, at least with the QB. And then on top of that piece is that we're looking at a guy who is – he's a freak. Like, he is like the like a prototypical X receiver at the NFL level. Like, he's going to be a – he could be the first wide receiver off the board next year. It's going to be him or Burton. You know what I mean? And, like, between those two guys, I think you're splitting hairs who you'd rather have. Like, I'd like to have either. You know what I mean? So, it's a steal. Like, he's like to me, it's like either you're giving up a stud running back for that or – and Swift is not a stud running back. He's a g- very good second running back. Or he'd be a running back that you would want to be as your uh, RB1 if you're stacked at wide receiver, you know? So unless, like, that swift move leads to, like, a Canton title, like, this year, it's a loss. I think my other concern is Swift is a free agent. Right. The sixth or seventh probably best free agent running back out there right now. Yep. We don't know if he's going back to Philly. We don't know where he's going. Is he now in a, a, a... backup for you know whoever like we don't know what's going to happen with swift so my concern is does he go someplace where he's going to produce like he did last year uh it could be like unlikely knowing who's out there in the free agent pool and whatnot so and the thing about swift too is is like no matter where he goes he's not a workhorse no he's not getting a workhorse load which is uncommon in the nfl now like you shouldn't be looking for workhorses right like it's almost like it's very rare to find one. But the point is, is like, you just gave up a sure stud. Like, in my opinion, like, it's my favorite asset in campus, you know? Um, and I, I know that I feel like 101 at McMillan is kind of spicy, but I don't think it's that spicy. I, I know plenty. No, of I think he's have... anywhere between 101 and 103, I think. Probably. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, being number one overall, like, I can get some people be like, you're crazy. But I'm like, okay, what is he for you then? Like, three, four? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. like. So like I'd say me, for most like, people, your top three are Luther Burden, um, Evan Stewart, and Ted McMillan in some order. And for wide receivers or overall? Overall. Okay, I'm more on Stewart than most people then. Okay. Just, um, just, just, just want to so, throw that out there. All right, so uh, note to league, Luke tripped into a fleece jacket um, in this one. Then yeah, I'm sure, let's, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's a very graceful trip. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Next trade. Uh Jacob gets Brian Thomas Jr., Johnny Wilson, and Jackson Dart, while Daniel, new to the league, took takes over an orphan team, uh, gets Zay Flowers and NCAA two oh two. What do you say about this blockbuster? Something that Nate only wishes he could pull off. Um I bet Nate does wish he could pull that off. Um, I, I heard Nate has a really difficult time with these kind of deals, but just just keep trying, buddy. Um, 
the cool thing about this is is that like when Luke sent me the sheet, he asked me to look at like if I wanted to look at any rosters. So I asked for a few and I, I remember what I asked for Dan, if I asked for both or just one. But that's when he told me that the that he took over orphans, right? And then I noticed like what you told me that I started paying attention to his moves and I was like, Dan did a really good job, man. Like he did a really good job taking over an orphan. So I think that he made some really savvy moves. He didn't win every trade by for me. Like he didn't, but I could see his reasoning in the ones that he lost. You know what I mean? So um hats off to Dan. I think Dan did a good job. Or excuse me, Daniel. Um, yeah, so Zay Flowers is like my guy in terms of buy right now. Um he's through the It's not because he went to Boston College. I hate Boston College. Okay. I hate Boston okay. College. All right. Um, you guys are actually gonna talk about UMass going to the Mac. I'm a UMass alum. So okay. uh, my, okay. my dad went to BC. Um actually, fun fact about BC, my dad wanted me to apply to BC as a legacy. I filled out the whole thing and then threw out the application. And then uh, I told him I got lost in the mail for a couple of weeks. He's a teacher. He knows better. So that was me trying to get out. I also drunkenly uh, literally ran into Matt Ryan once. So um, it was great. Um, anyways, so I hate Boston College, but I love Zay Flowers. So Zay Flowers has gone through the roof in terms of like value like he's probably like a top 15 guy across the board yada 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 so you got to pay up to get him i would probably pay more than even what the market's asking for because i think he's the kind of talent and just in a situation where he could just really explode in baltimore you know and he already started doing it in year one and even if they bring somebody in he's the kind of weapon that he's going to be able to bring a lot to the table so i i like i would say is that the payment I'm not a huge dark guy, but I also understand that the people who are like, you know, they're paying up for it. I think Thomas is an undervalued piece. Wilson is such an enigma when it comes to what he's going to be in the NFL for me. So I'm going to look at Zay and a 202 and say that I love that a lot more. So I'm really liking what I have to give up to get Zay who could very well be a top 12 wide receiver at the end of the season, you know? And now we know that whole thing legally is behind him. That would got a little weird for a yeah. little bit, but no charges are there. So. And then what you like about Jackson, Jackson Dart is he's arguable, arguably like the top three, four quarterback. There's, there's definitely a difference in quarterback this year on the college side as to, you don't have your Drake Mays and you don't have your Caleb Williams and, it, it, it's a little bit different this year. Um, so that gives him a dart, a dart throw. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> I got yeah, it. I got it. Yeah. Good job, Tweet. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. If I had dart, I would sell him everywhere because I'm not one of those people. I do get people that are trying to get there. Um, I just question him his accuracy at the next level and just, you know what I mean? But he's a good athlete. Um, so like I said, like I'm fine moving dart and Thomas and Wilson to go get Zay. And the two Oh two is a really pushed it over the edge for me. Like I would say Zay on top of, for those three is an even trace of so the two Oh two just pushes it to that side all yep. day. All right. So Daniel comes up with that one trade number four. Nate, Nate gets gaslighted Ooh. enough by enough by Jacob Todd to make make quite the trade. 
We don't know if it's a Greg Dulcich for Jake Ferguson type trade, but it's a trade nonetheless. It's not on Nate that level. Gets, not on that level. Nate gets Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr., David Montgomery, and Jalen McMillan. Kind of a sleeper guy maybe coming in for the, the rookie drafts this year. And then you've got Luke, known fleecer, takes Brees the Fleece Hall, uh, Garrett Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Dylan Gabriel, and Connor Wegman. Break it down for us, Todd. I got Nate by quite a bit. Hey, fleeced, Luke. All right, let's break it down. I'll put Marvin Harrison and Garrett Wilson as equal, right? So we're going to call that a push. And I would actually argue that Marvin Harrison Jr. has a significantly more higher trade profile right now. He is the hot. He's the hot shit right now. You know what I mean? So I feel like Garrett Wilson's the guy who's kind of on the slide just because it's the Jets. You know what I mean? (laughs) So now we talk about the Jets running back. Now, I, I love Brees. You know what I mean? But there's not a running back in the NFL that's equivalent to Caleb Williams in terms of trade value. Like it's, it's a landslide for me with Caleb there. And especially if like what Brees could turn into, which is not even close to what Caleb could turn into in terms of an asset, you know? Um, Oh, I just saw the, I saw the net go. Luke's like, okay, okay. Getting a little loose. (laughs) All right. Uh, um, So, um, I think that you did win the back end of the trade, Luke, which really bolsters the the campus squad for you for a run. But I just don't think it's enough to be moving the 101 and the 102. And I get the idea of like, yeah, do people think that Hall or Wilson is worth the 101 and 102? I can accept that reasoning. I'm not one of those people. You know what I mean? And I think Stafford's a good piece if you're going to continue to make a run on the camp on the, on the Canton side, but you just gave away. I I'm still a firm believer that Caleb Williams is the best prospect I've seen since, since luck. He had a bad, like t- kind of took a step back, but I feel like you just gave up a premier prospect and you replaced it with a guy who's expiring and who knows if his back will someday just go out. You know what I mean? And then on top of that is we're also looking at like, I love Dylan Gabriel and the Connor uh, Wegman. Um, those are fantastic pieces to be able to pull in. And I think that the trade, like, I think you, like I said, you, you won that back end of the trade, but I still think you got some good value in Montgomery. I think Montgomery is like a really good sweepy value for uh, like an RB two back on the Canton side. And I love McMillan. I think McMillan's like possibly my favorite by um, pre-draft, you know, like pre-combine pre-draft, you know what I mean? Like, I think that he's going to turn a lot of heads. I think he's going to be a guy whose stock's going to – is going to rise. I think he's going to be somebody who's going to start gaining value closer to April. So, um, I, I think it's when you break it down is when you have everything that kind of evens out. It comes down to be is Caleb versus Brees, and I'm significantly to the Caleb side. You know? Now, why am I wrong, Luke? No, I mean, that's fair. I kind of put it as my – NFL team has Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes. And mm-hmm. how often am I going to start Caleb Williams over one of those two? Year one, probably not very much. Bye weeks, sure. Injury, mm-hmm. sure. I don't have another quarterback to put in there. 
So I needed a quarterback in return. Yeah. I'm like, okay, Matthew Stafford, he's in there. And then, so, the, you know, theoretically, super flex, you can only play two quarterbacks. We've got five flex, three wide receivers, two running backs. So I can put Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson into my lineup every week. And do I, how do I compare that to a Marvin Harrison Jr. and David Montgomery? I like that a little bit more. Jalen McMillan is kind of this, I really like him, but Nate wanted him. And I really wanted Dylan Gabriel to help me because I don't know what to believe on the college side for quarterbacks, but I feel pretty good about Dylan Gabriel one year in the Oregon system. And I've got Evan Stewart. Hopefully that move kind of brings me the NCAA title. And then it gives me a little sweetener on the NFL side. Overall, long-term, 10 years down the road, five years down the road, probably not the best move. But I've seen plenty of quarterbacks that end up being busts that don't work out. That are, And it's like, what are the chances that it works out? 50-50, I don't know. And it seems like these NFL teams, coaches are on the hot seat more. You can't develop. You have to like go out there and perform. And... Um, if he goes into Chicago, I don't necessarily like that a whole bunch, uh, based off of how that, that, uh, franchise has handled things. So I just more took it as, like you said, Marvin Harrison, Jr. Garrett Wilson wash. I took it as Caleb Williams for Matthew Stafford, Dylan Gabriel and Connor Wegman. So you've got Matthew Stafford, obviously a step down, a big step down. Gives me a quarterback to help me win on the college side and gives me Connor Wegman as he can probably play for me on the college side and he's a dart throw to be a Debbie guy. I don't know, but that whole 2025 class is kind of up in the air. Drew Aller yeah. hasn't been what we think about and Connor Wegman's probably got Quinn Ewers that comes back. How does he perform this year? Connor Wegman could be a top three quarterback in this draft. Who knows? With NIL, he might come back for another year. Who who the heck knows? Why, why so do then you guys bring up Aller? I mean, like, he's on my <laughs> team. He, did, he threw two interceptions, 23 touchdowns. He's doing great. <laughs> um, But then it's Brees Hall. Or who do you want? Brees Hall or David Montgomery and Jalen McMillan? Like, I like David Montgomery as an RB2 and Jalen McMillan as a sleeper, but give me Brees Hall over those two. So then it's, yes, I think I lose on that Caleb Williams side, but I kind of looked at it as Caleb Williams versus Matthew Stafford, Dylan Gabriel, and Connor Wegman. And who's going to perform better week to week in year one and maybe year two as my QB three? Probably Matthew Stafford, assuming he stays healthy. But, yeah, that that's kind of how I looked at it, is the proportions of how many people I can start. I only can start two quarterbacks. I think you significantly undersold Caleb at the way you're reasoning it. You know what I mean? But that's he, fair. Nate is a fleecer. He actually yeah. was going to ask for more. And Nate doesn't know how close had he asked for more. He said he was going to ask for more. And I had it in my head, nope, it's done. Like this is the offer. You're lucky to get this. Had he had he actually pushed that button to ask for more? Nate, you wouldn't have got it. This would have never happened. But I already it knew was, I was getting it, fleeced. No, it would have happened, Nate. It would have happened. <laughs> so Nate Nate is a fleecer Nate fleece the fleecer That's Maybe right, I'm Elijah. losing a step Maybe I'm losing a step 
Maybe I'm making you guys think I'm losing a step. I don't know. We don't know what's going on. Next Maybe trade. I'm gonna look really bad about this take in like a year. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah we, we got it. So next, I just come off getting fleeced. I have no idea. I'm struggling to find things in life right now. <laughs> I go to Daniel and I'm like, now I'm just like, give me all the quarterbacks. <laughs> I get Arch Manning and Isaiah Bond. Daniel gets Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, and then an NCAA 1306. Gotta love Todd, that. Break it down. Redemption, Luke. Redemption. I got it back. All right. Redemption. <laughs> um it, 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 all right. It's close though. It's a close, it, it's a close win. But you won. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna side with the mega hype, mega upset of Manning. All right. Comes down again to DK Manning. Uh for me. And I really like DK as a value play, but I'm definitely willing to move off of him for a swing at Arch. You know, I'm like, so not a Ridley guy. He's a flex, low and like wide three depth piece at best. So I'll also take a swing at Bond going to Texas and becoming like he has the ability to develop into something that's going to be more valuable than Ridley in 2025, you know, in terms of Canton side. Um, I also really like the idea that maybe Bond doesn't leave and you just got yourself a, a stack for 2025. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of nice possibilities there. Um, I can't argue with DK getting DK for absolutely no can pieces, you know, and DK is a good. So like, I, I could see a very easy argument. Welcome back, Tweed. Um, a very easy argument for uh, DK. Yeah, keep drinking, buddy. Fresh right? drink. I know. Oh man, you know you're drinking away your sorrows about you fucked up that tight end trade. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> you're trying to choose it, it will never be the same. <laughs> um, so, anyways, um, yeah. So you got DK for no Canton pieces, like that. I can see the other reasoning to that, but I'm gonna go for Arch, man. You know. I've seen Arch rated as, like, the number one Debbie QB in, like, multiple places, which I'm not there at all, you know? But it's out there, you know what I mean? And he, like, in 2025, like, it's going to be a very serious conversation about Arch. So, congrats, you, Luke. Very savvy. Very well, savvy, well, Luke. Well, I'm, I'm glad you like it because, like, immediately when I made this trade, um, so – Background for people listening, like I I won the Canton side two years ago and got second this last year. So getting rid of Ridley and DK, you know, as a part of that depth piece and in that five wide receivers that you can play in their flex and and whatnot, and not getting any any Canton pieces back, like that hurt. And having Arch sit on my campus side for a year not getting any points so essentially for this year i'm just eating that value quinn and will get hurt don't worry he, yeah. probably, he probably will but then it's again i'm looking at that qb landscape looking at what it looks like next year well in two years i'm just hopefully that you know the manning name will help get him something you know yeah he'll you know, even if he's not good, he should get some opportunities. So that's yeah. that's kind of all I'm all I'm doing there. And 
I, I'm just some people are harder than record. others. I want to go on record. Arch Manning is good. <laughs> good at football. He's a good quarterback. He that so, guy got ripped apart coming in as a freshman in for supplemental drafts. Jacob like, and I have been saying that since day one of last year's supplemental draft. We know Arch is the man. I said, so, tweet. I so I good. Relax. He's the man. Trips, All right, so I, I, got, calm down. I got rid of Caleb Williams, and I end up with Dylan Gabriel, Connor Wegman, and Arch Manning. How is that? That's not equal. Not equal. Okay. <laughs> Those are really Nate, good. Nate really got me. Dude, okay. you're talking about a 101, like, rookie pick right now. Like, and, the like, Gabriel's not playing in the pros. No. Uh, yeah, Connor, Connor has upside, but he's totally a question mark. And Archie's a backup. Yeah. I mean, you know, right. taking, I'm taking Peyton Manning over Arch right now. All, all day. <laughs> all day. Just for the freaking mic. You know, yeah. just oh, mic yeah. up Peyton. That's all I need him for. <laughs> so Daniel's coming off a trade where he feels pretty good. And he goes and trades with Tweet. So Daniel Ooh. gets Tua Tungavaloa, Pat Firemuth, Ra Ra Thomas. NCAA 309 and a 2025 NCAA third. In return, Tweet gets Drake May, Hakeem Williams, Jerry on Dickey, and NCAA 701. Break it down first, Todd. That's a very interesting tweet. Uh, trade tweet. I, I see what you're thinking, man. You're thinking, I'm gonna get some sneaky value out of these two wide receivers. A little discount. They didn't do anything as true freshmen. People forget you got to be patient sometimes. So tweets, you know, he's thinking ahead. You know, no, I think we're talking about. All right, we're talking about two um, different tweets here. But um, <laughs> I'm going to tell Tweet that um, he overthought it because it wasn't that valuable. Um, so <laughs> um, it's the two aside. By all right, uh, uh, like quite a bit for me. Um, I okay. This comes down again to me, like like I like Friermuth. I the Capitals there, all that. You know what I mean? I actually really like Dickey, but it comes down again to two or May, right? May's probably gonna end up in a really bad situation. You know what I mean? And he's a rookie quarterback. Two is in Miami. You know what I mean? It's a dream spot, right? Once Tyreek Hill like fades off into the sunset. Like, Jalen Waddle is right there to be his wide one, you know? He has a freaking Olympic track team on his team, you know? Like, he's in a dream situation, and we already know what Tua is. You know what I mean? I think that May's a little overhyped. Um, I still think he's going to be solid, but he's a question mark. I think Tua is one of the better values at quarterback in Canton, and he's a guy who should be higher than most people put him. So, um I think you gave away a guy who could be a QB one on a championship team for a question mark, a question mark, a question mark, and then worse picks. I'm just, I'm just writing out that two is going to be brain dead in a year. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and, and I have the worst NFL side because I've created it all. You wish the best for Tua. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sold on Tua getting another contract there. I think he will just because it's hard to find a quarterback. Um, but I, 
I need so now I have I went after Yell Youth. I, yep. I wanted to get rid of Tua. Um, I, I have May. I have Jaden Daniels. I also now have and Penix, who could potentially be there. So, yeah, I won one game in in the NFL side. So I'm kind of on the let's get some youth <laughs> in, let's see whether yeah, yeah. will do. Um, I like Dickey, and I've been a diehard Williams fan. I wanted him last year. Yeah, um, I like his size, but uh, we'll see what happens. I yep. I need to rebuild my college side pretty hard because a lot of my guys are going to the NFL, which is not a bad thing, but uh, nope. so I'll take my dart throws on those two and see what happens. I, I think they're both very talented. They definitely have upside, but we'll see if they actually fulfill. So, yeah, I I'm just a bigger guy on Tua than most. So mm-hmm. like when, when you talk about a, a trade with Tua, um, you're talking, I mean, I freaking hate the Dolphins for the records. I'm a Patriots fan. But, <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, freaking right there. So, um, but I long story, yeah, long story short is, is that, like, I, I just think that he's, he's still, for some reason, I feel like somewhat underrated, you know? Um, I made a trade in a dynasty week where I ended up getting him, and I ended up moving away off of Trevor Lawrence to come and get to, and I felt like I won, you know? Yep. Um, and I know a lot of people think I'm stupid for that, and I go, that's cool. You know, um, but what was I going to say is um, tweet. In, in my opinion, what you should have done is if you want to move off with Tua, I just don't think the offseason was the time to do it. You know, I think that like Tua is a great piece that like in midseason, once things are starting shaking up and people are like starting to compete, Tua is the kind of guy that you can add on to somebody and that they're going to give you a shitload for him so that they can be the, be the difference of jumping up two or three spots because he's a sense. difference maker. So like, a guy like a, like a Tua, a Dak, like Dak, like with Luke moving off of Caleb, I would have seen what Caleb was and moved off of Dak mid-year. You know what I mean? But yep. And he probably could have still got back with Dak, like a Stafford-like plus, you know what I mean, and held on to Caleb. But whatever, man. I mean, everybody can do their team the way they do, and I might look like an asshole at the end. I'm just a guy who came <laughs> in to ask what I think. You know what I mean? So, like, I, that's, like, to me, like, that's what I like to do with those QBs that are proven is, like, I don't really like moving them off season. I like moving them in the middle of the season because I feel like their their value's higher. Yep. So so those of you keeping track at home, uh, Tweet's been fleeced two times uh, in his two trades. So, uh, And one was for a tight end two. Not a fleece. <laughs> yeah. So, so he can be had. All right. Trade number seven. Uh, we Like I said, there were 12 trades so far, but I did not keep track of some just picks were traded so i did not count those this next trade is daniels added again he gets shadur sanders travis hunter logan diggs jahan dotson damian pierce while nate gets calvin ridley aaron jones chris godwin ncaa 1001 and 1301 todd break it down for us nate you were doing so well then you did this yikes Nate, come on, dude. You got cocky. All right. Well, actually, which trade happened first? This one or the one for Caleb? Caleb, because yeah, Caleb... he got cocky. He got cocky. That's what I'm saying. I uh this is um this is Daniel by a landslide. By a landslide. So what does Nate get back? Right? Nate gets back three depreciating pieces, all right, for excellent young talent. All right. Um, like Ridley going down. Aaron Jones might have like barely any value after a year or two. 
Uh, Godwin's a good sleeper value play. Sanders' ceiling is the number one pick in the draft. You know, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. It's a realistic possibility. You know what I mean? Um, Hunter, if Hunter ends up playing Sully on the offensive side, he's a beast. If he plays Sully on the defensive side, he's a beast. So whatever happens there will will be seen, right? Um, I would take Sanders over any two of those straight up for any two of those NFL guys right now. You know what I mean? Pick which two you want to talk about, right? So then you're talking about Diggs, Dotson, and Pierce, essentially what I would consider to be relatively free because we're talking about double-digit picks at that point. You know, I like Diggs as um, a C2C play. Um, moving on to that new system in Ole Miss, I kind of like him there. Um, I think you get a dirt cheap dart throw again with Dotson and Pierce. Like, I think that's good cost considering like you're going to try to have some sort of rebound with them, you know, and um, they're still young, you know? So I, I really, really like that side to get Sanders and I don't really think you gave up anything significant to get him, you know? Yep. So yeah, like I just offered Sanders in the one eleven for McMillan and I think a mid fifth and I got rejected. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is that like, that's kind of like just in the realm of like where I'm thinking about where that value is for Sanders. It's like, I know there's a lot of people that put Sanders like much lower than he is. And I, I really think that there's a little bit too much like bias towards the end of that year with what Colorado did. But Sanders still showed enough to say, like, he's in a position where if he has a really great year this year, given his his dual threat ability, he can throw a deep ball. He can throw it accurately. He can throw on the run. He checks a lot of boxes you want in a QB, you know? And he gave it up for that's like a, like a RB1 or RB2, a Y1 or a Y2. Those guys are all threes, you know? So... I, I, I will like be curious where lives. Calvin Ridley ends up because it sounds like he might not end up as a Jaguar because if they resign him to another year, then he gets a the the Falcons get a second round pick instead of a third round pick. Either yep. way, depreciating Aaron Jones. This is probably it. His last year. I was actually surprised him coming yep. back to the Packers for another year, and then yep. Chris Godwin. We'll see if Baker Mayfield comes back, and then even after that, what's you know thereafter. So. I really he's like he, he, he's the only piece in there worth value, but I'm not going to move off a QB that could be a first round draft pick. Yeah, you know. All so, right. Sorry, well, Nate. Nate. Show. He was doing Nate, so well. Nate. Nate. Nate wants to redeem himself. He trades with Chad, our NCAA champion, but Tweet does not recognize him as that champion. As Tweet lost to him in the championship. Doesn't recognize not, not my champion. Not your champion. So not I do I do have one question for you, Tweet. Since you don't recognize Chad as the champion, do you recognize me as the champion since I was I don't the recognize last champion? there's no champions. There's no champions. There's an okay. So it's we're all losers. League. Okay. I don't recognize any champions. This is okay. a league of participation trophies. Good to know. Yep. All right, so Chad gets DJ Giddens in NCAA seven o or seven ten, and Nate gets Noah Thomas in NCAA four ten. Todd, break it down for us. I'm taking Chad. Yeah, 
Suck it, uh, Nate. Damn, this Nate. Is eight, this is an eight-man football type <laughs> trade. <laughs> um, honestly, it, 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 it's close. Like, I really like both of these players, but I'll take the upside at uh, running back. Um, Giddens going to be more of a CFF play uh, for me in this trade anyways, but I feel like Noah Thomas is kind of at that right now, and Noah Thomas really – like, who knows what Noah Thomas is going to be, if he's even going to be a Debbie asset, essentially, you know. Uh, Giddens, like, depending on the type of years, there's an argument made that he could get himself into, like, a day two conversation. Uh, but he's probably at least a day three pick. You know what I mean? And with running back, sometimes just getting on the team is enough to be able to get an opportunity, you know. So I like Giddens um, a, a lot more. But what I will say is, um, this is the trade that I could see the easiest one for me to be wrong because Noah Thomas is a freak, you know, yep. and, um, that's where I'm going to go to say that, um, I could look real bad on this one because he's a freak in a very ambiguous situation in terms of who's going to be catching passes. You know what I mean? So, um, again, I'm going to go side with. The running back who I have having a cleaner path to um, a potential NFL year. And I also think a cleaner path to better uh, CFF production. And um, for a like a four seven swap, I think that evens it more too, given the fact that the four is going with the Thomas side. Um, so I'd say it's close to a push, but I'm just going to give it the edge to uh, Chad for getting a running back asset for a wide receiver. Oh, I thought Tweed was whispering something. To Suck me. it, Nate. There we go. That's what I like. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's where it's at. We'll just give it a suck it, Nate. All right. And our last trade is Daniel gets Marcus Carroll, Moose Muhammad, and Marlon Gunn. Ugh. Nate gets NCAA 304, 404, and 1101. Break it down for us, Todd. I'm taking Daniel all the way on this one. Okay. Oh, no, I'm man. not. No, I'm not. All no, right. I'm not. Thank God. All right. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm taking the draft capital. Um, 304-404, you know. Uh, I love Marcus Carroll as, like, a breakout candidate, but it's more like as a sleeper value kind of a thing. So there's not a super value in the three or the fourth round, as far as I'm concerned, in, in capital. Um, but I think I re- – like – you could use those two picks, right, to be able to work yourself up into the second or even the first round, depending on, like, what you can work with those picks, you know? I don't see using Marcus Carroll or Moose Mohammed or Gunn to get yourself into the second or first round. Like, if I had those picks right now, I'd say, what could I use these for to get up higher now? You know what so I mean? So do, do we think – that this is Nate realizing he fucked up in the Shadir Sanders trade. And he came back and he's like, well, fuck, I got to give him these randos for some draft capital. Cause I traded Shadir. I, I think that's what we got here. I think it's Nate backtracking to his old trade and just being scared and had to go get more stuff. I don't know, Nate. And from what I can tell from his trades, he's a man who is very easily influenced. Um, and I'm not really sure where Nate's going half the time. These nope. trades are coming in all either. places. He huh? has no idea. All right. 
Nate, I'm sure you're a lovely guy, dude. (laughs) 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 But um, no, I like this trade for Nate um a lot. I do like I do like Marcus Carroll. I really do, but I just don't think this trade is even sniffing that capital in terms of the return. So nice move, Nate. That's all I'm gonna say on that one. (laughs) All right. So you've broken down all the major trades in our league this year. Todd, who is who is the fleecer? Who you know, let's before we get to that, who's the one to go take advantage of? You've seen these trades. Uh, maybe you remember some from last year, but let's just keep it to this year. People grow. People grow. People learn. There's another year of learning. Except for one person. I don't know who it is. Who do I got? Who who does Tweet need to go trade with and take advantage of? Well, Tweet can't trade with himself, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> take advantage of me, people. He was over two on my list. Why are you uh, Tweet? Why are you taking your shirt off? I just want to be taken advantage of. <laughs> uh, I can't reach through the screen. Um, yeah, so um, I actually feel like in terms of trading, I really liked, though you lost the trade, Luke, like from what I've seen on last year and this year, I do think that you are a very savvy trader. Uh, I really like what Daniel did with the orphans. So those are the two people that impressed me the most. Um I know I'm picking on him a little bit, but like I feel like Nate's kind of my guy here. Um, Nate's um, if, if if I was in this week, I would notice that Nate kind of seems to be going in multiple directions, right? <laughs> so I'd be looking at trying Trading. to. So when a person, okay, this is the way that I think <laughs> about trades, right? Okay. When yeah. you think about a person that's kind of like kind of going this way or that way, right? I first start a conversation being like, hey, man, like, just trying to, like, you know, feel some things out. Like, is there any guy on my team that you like? You know what I mean? To kind of let them, like, have choice. I want to give the guy who I'm working with have choice, right? So then go from there to kind of get where the thinking's at. And this is the other thing about trading, too, is I don't know who in your league does this. Everybody has a guy who does this, all right? If you send the lowest of lowball offers... You're just killing the deal, right? You have to at least find something that is, there's a reason to accept it. Even if you win the trade, like if you look at that trade, be like, I win so much in this trade. It's a stupid offer. You know what I mean? Tweet, and- who's that in our league and why is it grim? <laughs> Every week has them. <laughs> I can't answer any questions here because I think they've been answered. Okay. So I'll put a little egg on my face in terms of me as a trader in my home league. Like I said, I like to start dialogue and stuff. And sometimes in dialogue, you get ahead of yourself. I'm a spam trader. Like, like okay. I'll hit you and hit you and hit you and hit you. But I only do it in that league because those are my friends. You know what I mean? Because yep. I'm just like, oh, I'll just see what sticks. You know what I mean? And they'll be like, stop spamming me. I'll be like, oh, shit. That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> so like like everybody has their tendencies. It's like when you're a degenerate, every once in a while you get carried away and you give up yep. Caleb, you give up Caleb Williams for like a bag of beans. You know what I mean? So um <laughs> I no yeah. idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so um yeah, so um yeah, I would say Nate uh would probably be somebody I'd be uh having a chat with. Uh Tweed, I would 
ask you what guy you don't like producing on my team and see if you like him. Um, who's another guy? I think I would really enjoy trading with uh, Dan. I honestly do. He's and come Jacob in and he's made a he's, guy he's who little, uh, Dan's come in and he's yeah. he's made made some progress. So we love we love Dan. Yeah, I also think um, the other thing I if I can't remember that well from I feel like Jacob really likes youth. I think he's a big youth movement guy. So that would be something that I would explore too. So. Nate's, Nate's a big youth movement guy, but he doesn't know which youth he wants. Okay. okay. So, all right. Yep. Just like he's got, he's got, to, yeah, he's got to like stay away from certain schools. <laughs> certain schools? Not all yeah. schools? Not, not all schools. I don't know if this is podcast worthy for why it's certain. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he can go to college universities and stuff. Oh, okay. Right. Is okay. now the bad time to say he's an athletic director <laughs> of a high school? <laughs> Probably bad time. <laughs> All right, <That's> so <laughs> he is. He is. So let's do a quick recap. Uh, D- or Todd says Corey ends up 0 and 1. Jacobs 1 and 1. Luke is 2 and 1. Tweet 0 and 2. Chad 1 and 0. Nate. Two and two, and Daniel three and two. That's how it comes up. Uh, I believe I liked how I liked how Todd put it. Not a fleecer, uh, but savvy, savvy. I like that word more. Savvy uh, with Daniel and myself. Somebody who he wants to catch in the alley with their shirt off or pants down, taking a pee outside a bar is Nate and Tweet. It sounds like, um, and then you know if he can. Take advantage of some youth from Jacob. Maybe that's uh, targets that we have here in in the league. That sound like I, I summed it up exactly word for word, Todd? I mean, I'm not trying to, like, <laughs> sexually assault anybody, but yes. <laughs> All right. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, you uh, – uh, you stayed on for uh, a long time, and we we appreciate you coming on, breaking these trades down. We I'm sure we will have more trades later in the year. We'd love to have you back on if you're willing to come on. But Todd, where can they find you on X, Twitter, the Bird app, whatever you want to call it? And and what are you working on? Uh, here's here's your burning platform. All right, uh, you can find me at ff underscore banterman over on the X. Um, now on top of that is, um, I'm going to relaunch, uh, the trade portal. Uh, I took a little bit of break, just, um, you know, just family, you know what I mean? I got young kids. I just, uh, I also, the way I produced that show, it was way too much to do on my own. So I'm really simplifying the process and just focusing on the content. All right. Um, so long story short is, um, I'm going to be coming out with a series that essentially what it's going to be, it's going to be many episodes, but it's doing a mock by pick. So it's going to be a 101 episode, a 102 episode, and it's going to follow a mock. But the 101 is going to be for a startup in can- campus a, and a startup and a supplemental pick. So you're going to take the 101 for both drafts. And then I'm going to bring on a guest for that. And then what we're going to do is, because it's a trade show, is what's the trade equivalent for that player on the Canton side? 
Because I think that when you talk about trades in this, like when we broke down like Sanders from like for that other side with Godwin and everything, like what is Sanders' value in terms of Canton aspects? So I thought it was fun. Uh, I invited Luke to come on, to come on for uh, the first episode. I got to figure out when that's going to happen. So Luke is going to be on the clock for the 101, I hope. You know, all right. I'll trade. I'll trade it. I heard it's Caleb Williams. I'm trading it. I don't like don't that. Trade. Caleb Williams. On oh, the trade okay. podcast. So that uh, my original podcast was uh, the Tale of Two Rivals with uh, Dave Wright, FF Spaceman, one of my best friends. Um, we're going to relaunch that uh, in the next month. And it's going to be more of a monthly thing just due to like time commitments. And we also feel like it gets a little saturated doing every week. It kind of like we do a dynasty podcast. It just gets to be a little too much. I mean, week to week, you're like, just start throwing out content, throw out content. You know what I mean? So um, we're going to be doing that. And that's pretty much it. Like um, I'm just living life. And if anybody ever wants to ask me about trades, particularly if they're with Luke, um, hit me up <laughs> on uh, X and I'll happily let you know how to take advantage of this savvy trader. You know what I mean? Oh, tweet. <laughs> <don't think> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Todd, thanks for joining us. If if you're not following Todd on Twitter, go out there, follow him on Twitter, give him a follow on YouTube on his C2C trading show. Uh, give him all the follows. He's a great guest, and we love having him on each time. So thanks, Todd. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Chats. Take it easy. See ya. All right, Tweet. That was a lot. Wow. What do you think? What do you think? What do you want to talk about here? What do we? What should we unpack from everything you know? Todd gave us. There's a lot going on. I think it's bullshit. Uh, a lot of different <laughs> things. Um, but you know, I think he sees what we see. Uh, we no, kinda, no, no, Jesus! Oh my God! We we kind of got we kind of got buried on a couple of our trades. Uh, he's a Tua lover. Uh, he believes in Caleb more than I believe in Caleb, though. I like your trade. <laughs> You did, you like the, my side of the trade? All right. I like your side of the trade also for the reason because your running back core is getting old outside of Jameer Gibbs. Um, I think Brees brings in that youth, kind of something you need. Um, I think as a as an overall trade, I don't think you need Caleb as much as you need probably Brees at this moment to go for multiple championships. So I knew I, there was I, a reason I liked your tweet. I like that trade. Um, I'm also not sold on Caleb personally, and I think if he goes to the Bears, we all know the Bears are quarterback killers. So he's going to basically be Rex Grossman. So uh, that's pretty good news. Um, no, well, I Rex think Grossman did lead him to, to a Super Bowl. Grim will remind you. Yeah, and uh, Hester returned the first kick, and then Grim was so excited, and then they lost to Peyton Manning. Sweet game. So... But uh, I, I think his, his his talk was good. I think, honestly, I, I, I think he would kind of hit a lot of things, on nails on the head. Some of these trades were just kind of meh. Uh, the big ones were fun. Um, I definitely think we kind of agree with some of uh, his takes, especially like the the Nate with the, the, Shadir, the Shadir trade and whatnot, so. It was a busy Sunday because like seven of these happened on a Sunday. That was that was pretty nuts. Um, Believe what uh, are your Cyber Sunday? Yeah, Cyber Sunday is what Nate's calling it. Cyber Sunday. Yeah. Um, I do I do kind of want to hear your thoughts on 
three different uh, trades that are not you related. Uh, two of them, I guess, involve me, and two involve Daniel, I believe. So, what did first of all, what did you think about the one around Tet and DeAndre Swift? Are you like, hey, like, are you like Todd and like this one wasn't even close? Or are you more in the boat of like, oh, this might have been closer uh, than he let on? I think it's closer than he let on, but I think the Swift being a free agent thing like plays a major factor, not knowing where he's going to go. I'm not going to lie. I honestly forgot that he was a yeah. free agent, but I also don't follow the NFL as much uh, as Grim will tell you. I hate the NFL. I only pay attention to college. I've heard um, that. But yeah. But yeah, I honestly forgot that he was a free agent. So I, I kind of feel like a dick. But also, it takes two to tango. Corey <laughs> either believes in DeAndre Swift or also forgot in it or, you know, believes. I don't know. I like Ted a lot. I think he's great. I think he deserves everything that he's getting. Change of coaching staff doesn't bother me. And the only reason why it doesn't bother me is they had nobody leave, basically. Like, for, Fafka, whatever his name is. Fafita. Sure. Yeah, I like fajitas too. Um, But (laughs) the sizzling plate, my favorite part. Um, But, yes, I I just think the fact that they brought in a new coaching staff and these guys haven't left tells me something something is going well there in Arizona where I think they're going to kind of replicate what they have. I think you win that trade. I don't think it's crazy high, but I also don't know where Swift's going. So Swift goes back to the Eagles. He's an RB1. I think it's a lot closer than Swift ending up in, fuck, I don't know. Say he goes to the Chargers. Chargers, I don't mind that. I I, I think the – Say he goes to Dallas. Dallas, he's backing up probably Saquon at that point. So I don't love that. Okay. Next trade I wanted to hear about uh, your thoughts around were the Jacob, Brian Thomas, Jackson Dart, and Johnny Wilson for Daniel getting Zay Flowers and 202. Did you think that one was a huge Daniel win like Todd did? did. I did. Um, I traded Zay. Obviously, I was going hard in the paint um, to to get dubs. Uh I like Zay a lot personally. I think two two is pretty high to give up. Yes, Brian Thomas, I think, is a first round pick this year. I do like him. Is he gonna produce like Zay? Probably because he's probably late round uh first round draft pick, which means he's probably ending up in the Chiefs or somewhere where they've got a stud quarterback and they're probably gonna produce. So um, I think that's really all I care about in the trade. Brian Thomas for Zay in the 2 2. Um, Johnny Wilson, if he ends up at his high end, sure. But how many of these guys end up producing? Like, we see it all the time. Players switch positions, they don't end up doing anything. Like, is what it is. Uh, and Jackson Dart, college production is what Jacob needs. He got it. That's, I think, all he gets. So, All right, and then last one I wanted to, to revisit is uh, Daniel getting Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, and NCW 1306 while I got Arch Manning and Isaiah Bond. What were your thoughts about two NFL pieces that are actually going to get you points versus getting none back and then Arch Manning sitting for a year 
Um, so pretty much just Isaiah Bond for a year and then kind of just accruing value over a year. What did you think about that? I, I think the more I look at it and the more I revisit it, I love the DK move. I think this is even um, at this point in time. I think it's actually probably pushing more towards Daniel at this point. He's probably winning the trade. But if you look at overall future, um, I think it's going to be an even trade. Um, I don't know if Arch is ever going to become like a first round draft pick in the NFL. Uh, he very well could be. If he does, then Luke wins. Uh, Isaiah, great, great prospect as well. I think he's going to be a good player, but I don't know. I think I like think DK is special. Calvin's already been there. I don't love Ridley at all, like personally. Um, I think it ends up being even all together. So, all right. Well, that was our meat and potatoes. Uh, so then we will kind of go backwards. Hopefully, we don't lose any of you, any of you, and you stick around here. We're going we're gonna to do our quick hitter. So tweet. He he kind of talked about being a spam trader. Uh, so and like he's probably got a portfolio. So there's some people that play in a whole bunch of leagues where they more so have a portfolio of players. Like I've got a smattering of these guys. I don't own them in every league. I own a little bit of here, a little bit of there. Versus not playing in very many leagues where you only play in like maybe you know three or five or six leagues where you can really kind of manage manage things. Do you think? It hurts playing C2C leagues if you're in a other dynasty league where you kind of look at, and I'm talking about like buying NFL pieces and rookie drafts. Do you think it helps or hurts being in C2C drafts? Because you kind of have this preconceived notion of a player. Like my example is Bo Nix. Bo Nix is not good. You've got Auburn Bo Nix, and then he goes to Oregon, and then he plays well, and then he's going to get, you know, he'll be a clipboard-type quarterback. Uh, he's kind of getting a little bit of hype, that, you know, maybe second, third round type thing. Um, but then in a in a dynasty draft or in another C2C league, am I ever really trying to go buy Bo Nix? No. Bryce Young, am I ever, like – if you're not in a campus to Canton league and you know, are you ever trying to buy a Bryce young? If you think he's too small, like does, does C2C leagues hurt because you have preconceived notions or does it help because you have that? Or then you have other things, just confirm your biases. Probably both. But I honestly think like playing C2C helps you more in a dynasty league, dynasty NFL league than it does. Not because, like, I'm in a league, a dynasty league with you. Um, I feel like going into that dynasty draft every year, I have a better idea of as to who I want and who I think is a top prospect because I've been paying attention to them in college a lot more than other people have. Like, um, yep. some also, people's process just starts this week, correct. I also know some like in those dynasty leagues, just straight dynasty NFL leagues. They're they're name grabbers. They are name grabbers, and and they don't they aren't grabbing. You know they're they're like oh Bryce Young first pick perfect that's that's who I want. Like you're not looking at the CJ Stroud that was you know a little bit later picked or Anthony Richardson's or they they also don't know some of those like kind of sleeper not sleeper guys but 
guys that other people may know, like the Roshan Johnson that could become something like that you can pick up in the third or fourth round in a dynasty draft. Like so they you don't mentioned your dynasty draft with with me. Where do you think Jalen McMillan goes in our dynasty league? If if I took myself, you, and Nate out of there, I bet he goes in the, the fourth round. Fourth round? I was going to say third round if if we're not in there. I think if me, you, because since us three are in that same league, with us three being in there, I think there's a chance somebody pops off in the second round for him. Fair just, enough. Just knowing what I know, like, through us. But, I yeah, it's I think it's an advantage. But I also do think – I don't disagree with the fact that you can have a preconceived notion on some of these players and you don't, you know, you, you overthink it. And then that dynasty draft comes along and you're like, dude, I fucking hate this guy from the college side. You know, I'm never going to draft him. And he ends up being a stud like somehow. Like right? I, I think about like Kyron Williams, he was very productive in college. And then he goes out and he just doesn't test at the, doesn't test at the combine then does this pro day where you're supposed to like, cheat and be fast then yep. he's not and then people are all off of him and then he goes and he gets you know a lion's share of the workload you know this last year because he, he got hurt his, his uh, rookie year like i think there's sometimes where you can kind of slip into that like oh he got me a lot of college production i should do this but oh a 40 time wasn't good now i'm off of them and then egg on my face i don't know you know the odds on that happening but i think I think it was an interesting – that's why I wanted to put it as a quick hit or something to talk about because I feel like when you only play in a certain amount of leagues, like sometimes you can – and that's also like Nate approached me about that Marvin Harrison Jr. trade, and I told him right away, no, not doing it. And then yes. I got back to him the next day, and I'm like, you know what? I was too quick. Like I want to hear more. Like I'm open to this again. Hey, I would do this. And I – tried to take the names away and do as if it's a dynasty only type trade where it's like, okay, 101 and 102 in a super flex league, probably for Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson two known things versus two unknown things. Okay. I can probably stomach that more than having the name Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison jr. There. I think we're, we're, C2C takes you is down the path of really believing in some of these guys. Flag and maybe, planting and never removing it. Yes, you believe way too much. Yeah, you, you're – I mean, we, we see it day in, day out with, you know, some guys on Jacob's team or even Grimm's team. Like, they just believe in 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 some of those guys. I Jai Hall, like, there is so much belief in him. Like, they, they – or uh, who's Grimm's guy from Florida State? Uh, what's his name? Wide receiver. Yeah, Chris the guy Paul. who never played for two two years and then played. I can't remember. You stick yeah, uh, he's an athlete, but you stake your you stake your flag in and like you're all in on him. And now you take that to the dynasty world and like he he's draft eligible eligible at some point. And you're like, I want this guy. You're like, nobody knows why. He hasn't done anything. <laughs> so I will give I hate giving, you know, credit. I'd rather smash people who aren't here uh, to defend themselves than not. But, like, do you think of Keon Coleman? Nate flag-planted, and he just hasn't come off that. Jacob yep. flag-planted, flag and he's like, oh, I might need to reevaluate my flag plan. I think I'm going to move my flag and move it over here. And then he got off of them. And now, you know, 
there are talks that he still might go in the first round, but it's a lot less than, you know, was at the beginning of the year. So kudos to Jacob for uh, being water, I guess, and being able to, to ch- not get caught and take lock like Nate does. Question for you on the same kind of subject, though. We both play in a couple C2C leagues. You play in a few more. Um, do you feel like you, throughout your leagues, do you feel like you flag plant on the same guy from league to league to league? Um, like, hypothetically, like, you're a Drew Aller guy, first name to come to mind. So you have him in our league. You have him in your other league. You have him in four different leagues. Like, I find myself, unfortunately – Across four leagues, I do this a lot in the NFL. Um, I have all the, you know, Tank Dell in four different leagues right now, you know, and it's like, I love Tank Dell. I don't know why I'm so high on him, and I don't know why I have him in four different leagues, but I feel like it just trends that way. I think, I think it's okay depending on value. And I will say, I'm in a, I don't know how many leagues I'm in. I think one, two, three, four. I'm in like four or five C2C leagues. And I don't tend to see the same same players that I have at the top. Now, once you get to the my guy where you do the flag plant, I tend to see some repeat guys like the Ashton Genties or the Damian Martinez. Yeah. But I'm starting, starting at, you know, this is year four of me playing C2C where I'm trying to unattach my love for the player because I fell in love with their high school profile and their actual, like Ashton Genty is a three-star running back who I loved. He was my first interview I did. I reached out to him. Like I am so emotionally attached to Ashton Genty, but I'm starting to like, okay, what's the realistic shot of them moving to the NFL and being this and, and trying to separate that? It's hard, but I'm trying. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say top end talent. I don't have a lot of the same, but then bottom end guys, depending on the value in the rounds, um, I, I do have a couple of the names, but if I look across all five leagues of C2C that I'm in um, and NFL, I probably own the same player in no more than three leagues. And more than likely it's two, and I might have like a guy or two guys that I own in three. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, NCAA news. First, I want to congratulate a friend of the podcast, Eric Froton, uh, came on, talked to us a little bit last summer. He won the college sports writer of the year, um, from the fantasy sports writer association. So he accepted that award in Las Vegas this last week. Congratulations, Eric Froton. Um, Next, UMass joins the MAC in the academic year of 2025-2026, and that will be for all sports, I think except for hockey. Hockey is the only sport I think that doesn't, which is actually the one that they're really good in. Uh, They talk about how good they are in basketball. Uh, Haven't been good since Marcus Camby has been there. Um, Yo, Todd's not here to defend himself, you know? (laughs) 
gas. He gets gaslight because he's not here. I, I I love to bash people when they're not here to defend themselves. Love it. Um, UCLA OC and assistant head coach Eric Bieniemy gets hired. What a do you call it a fall from grace? He was this hot name. Why isn't he a NFL head coach? Why isn't he an NFL head coach? Then he's at Washington for two years. You don't really ever hear anybody talk about him. And there's been several job openings in the NFL. He doesn't get any of them. And he goes to UCLA to be a assistant head coach in an OC. Thoughts on that tweet? Why doesn't he get the head coach job? Like, if he's all this, like, in a bag of chips, why didn't he have a chance? I, I get where UCLA went with their head coach, and I understand that. But, like, if he's that good, like, why is he not a head coach in college or the NFL? It's the Andy Reid thing. I think I think the Andy Reid thing is real um, with the offensive coordinators for him. I don't think they're as good as people say they are. We saw it with Nagy in Chicago. We see it – I mean, he let enemy walk literally over to Washington, didn't care, brought back Nagy. They're still winning Super Bowls. It, I don't think it really matters. And I, think I still that- understand. I don't understand how the Bears didn't win with Nagy. I mean, he's produced a champion in Patrick Mahomes. I, I just don't get it. I, I just think it's, it's it's for sure overrated offensive coordinating. And good luck, Eric. Enjoy UCLA. I think actually it's a good get for college. He might be a better fit in college. So, All right. Um, next, Ole Miss quarterback Jackson Dart has made NN. NIL history, becoming the first athlete to sign with a private jet company through the deal with Nicholas Air. He can use the company's fleet of jets for travel, training, and philanthropy. Uh, So I would philanthropy over in Miami on a couple (laughs) days here and there, just doing my philanthropy things uh, with some of my buddies. That's what I would do. Can we figure out why we're picking the Ole Miss quarterback? Like, there's got to be at least 10 better options. <laughs> but, uh, you know, good for him. I uh, probably heard that he got traded to Jacob's team, saw the instant clout, and and was able to land this would be my guess. Yep. And then we've got the NCAA meeting in Indianapolis here at the, at the Combine, and they are talking about doing three signing periods – where you would have one signing period be the last Wednesday in June, lasting for three or seven calendar days. The next signing period would be the Wednesday following the last FBS game. And then the very last one will be the first Wednesday in February. So that is a a thing that they are talking about. We'll see if we end up with two signing periods instead of three, or if we end up with three signing periods instead of the two that we currently have. That is all the news we have. We've got the Underwear Olympics going on. D-line on linebackers went today. DBs and tight ends tomorrow. QBs, wide receivers, and running backs all on Saturday. O-line on Sunday. That is our news. Player highlights. Tweet. Is there anybody that you wanted to highlight, or is it just me tonight? I have to highlight, I mean, pizza rolls. So, pizza rolls. Kind of underrated, kind of overrated. But I think they're in a class of their own. I think they're a big draft pick. 
Don't eat them right out the gates. Don't fucking microwave them, you pussy. Let's put them in an air fryer. Let's put it in an oven. Let's burn the shit out of our mouth the first bite we take. That's my, um, That's who I'm, I'm profiling today. Who are you? Who are you keeping on your team? Pizza rolls or bagel bites? Pizza rolls. All right. How oh, we heard it. Uh, my freshman. I'm going to highlight. We've been digging deep. I want to take this layup here. I love me freshman TJ Moore from Tampa Catholic. Uh, in Tampa, Florida. He is going to Clemson. He just earned his fifth star not too long ago. He is 6'3", 190-pound wide receiver. His junior year, he had 42 receptions for 1,021 yards and 13 touchdowns. His senior year had 50 receptions for 1,272 yards and 17 touchdowns. He wins at the catch point. He wins in his route. He more so wins at his catch point, though. Tracks the ball pretty well. He has pretty good body control when he's at the sidelines. And I just love me some TJ Moore. And I don't remember if it was the Under Armour Bowl, Senior Bowl, but he outproduced wide receiver number one and overall number one prospect in all of 24-7, Jeremiah Smith. Just tore it up there. Um, when, I, when I give those stats, it's like, okay, well, what is – Tampa Catholic. So strength of schedule senior year was 20 was 23.8 and junior year 14.4. So an average of 24.3 or his is 19.1. The wide receivers that came in last year, their two year average was 24.3. So it's a little bit lower. And then if you think about, hey, he was a junior while they're seniors. So his junior year, that average um, strength of schedule was 25.9, while his was 14.4. So competition-wise, a little bit less, but he's also out there crushing it. You know, 50 catches for 1,272 yards and 17 touchdowns, nothing to scoff at. Going to, going to Clemson, I like that. Um, and then – Graham, I promised you a P5 running back since I, I do I you know dodged you last week. I give you, you know, the next Tajay Spears. I decided to give you Taj Brooks. He's available. Uh Texas Tech running back. He's 5'10, 230 pounds. He is a super senior. 2022, he had 147 rush attempts for 691 yards and seven touchdowns. 26 receptions for 164 yards and one touchdown last year increases it to 290 rush attempts for 1,538 and 10 touchdowns while grabbing 29 receptions for 72 yards and no touchdowns. He's pretty much a nothing in the receiving game gets dumps off. So he's just going to run the ball a lot. Last year he averaged in our league 19.15 points per game. No running backs transferred into Texas tech. Nobody left. Cameron Valdez withdrew from the portal. They have seven running backs on the team, but he is the undoubtedly the returner coming back, getting the workload. I like Taj Brooks being uh, just getting every carry there. And I think he's definitely a – I think he is a round 
four round five type of NFL running back. Wrong. Wrong um, spot to pause. You called him round. Yeah, he's fat. <laughs> Sounds like he's a bowling ball. I um, mean, he is two thirty, but I, I think he, I think he's got NFL potential. And I think how, how I would put him right now, I think is round four, round five. We'll see uh, if he gets how next year goes. But I think he is a perfect running back that uh, Grim would, would uh, go after. Tweet. Who's the last guy you want to highlight before we get out of here? Uh, so I want to highlight, highlight Todd, uh, Todd, appreciate you coming on the show. Always a pleasure. Great man. Uh, even though you put me in the dumps this year, I won three out of the last three. I went three for one last year, put me in the shitter this year. I'm coming back with a vengeance. Everybody check your trade offers. I'm coming in hot. I got to impress Todd again. All right. That'll do it for us tonight. And Hey, tweet. I want you to know. You know we're we're here in the off season. Sometimes we have to start our studs, but you know what? I want to give you and our listeners a new piece of advice. Score more points than the other team, and you'll win. Don't hate the player. Hate the game, and I'm Triple H. Good night. Don't smoke crack. <laughs>